Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my guest is Garrett Nan. Uh, Garrett, let's start by giving us everyone a bit of an intro to yourself, a little bit who you are and a little bit about your story. Yeah, so... Um... I own a company called uh, National Property Group uh, with a partner of mine, and uh, our story is, is is pretty straightforward. We 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 both had the real estate bug for a really long time, uh, never never pulled the trigger on it, and about six years ago, uh, we went kind of all in, packed up my stuff, moved to another state. Uh, I live in New Jersey. And everything we invest in is outside of New Jersey, three different markets in PA, market in Alabama, a couple markets in Alabama, um, and just kind of went for it a little, just a little bit over six years ago. And, and, and we've, we've accumulated a nice little portfolio through the blood, sweat and tears it takes to do that when you're not near the property too much. <laughs> well, you said you packed up and moved like, so you had to actually, uh, you, you wanted to be local to your market or you're actually, you just said a bunch of markets that aren't even close to each other. Birmingham or uh, I assume Birmingham, but uh, Alabama and Pennsylvania are not beside each other at all. Yeah. They're not close Probably. to each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what I did was we, we had purchased a rental and a few flips in North Alabama in the Huntsville area. Oh, and, speak my language. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know. I just kind of saw it as like a crossroads moment. Like I can really go all in on this. And um, the, the other business I own allows for full location freedom. And I just thought it would make a ton of sense to get down there, get a house and be on property, be on site and try to make uh, try to make a real go of it. That, 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 that's what made sense for me at the beginning. Okay. So you, you wanted to be on site, but how are you on site in both Pennsylvania and Alabama? Right. So Alabama was, I wasn't, I wasn't. Alabama was, Alabama was our introduction to out-of-state investing. So I was on site in Alabama for a while. And uh, after we got ran out of town by the hedge funds, uh, it took us a little longer to find the next market. And that next market was Pennsylvania. It wasn't simultaneous. It was, gotcha. Uh, gotcha. it was one after the other. Okay. Okay. So setting up a new market, you're going into a completely, well, maybe step back a bit. Why did you pick Alabama? Why did you pick Pennsylvania? So the Alabama was picked out of a couple of conversations that we were in where people were mentioning it. And when we started looking it up and, you know, we both live in New Jersey. Um, so in Alabama, we were looking at houses that were, you know, 40,000, 50,000, uh, fourplexes for 80,000, 70,000. And it just, um, it was, it was on a tip, kind of a tip. It was, it was just a, a conversation that we were in. We weren't really looking for, uh, any advice on it. And someone just started just going at it and just telling us all about the real estate. And then we just looked at each other and said, you know, let's, well, let's pull up Zillow and find out what, what's this, what's this guy talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Pennsylvania was actually inside of the Burr Invest Facebook group. Someone was posting a lot of information about these deals that they were doing and, uh, you know, the ARVs and the, and the, he was posting all his numbers and just kind of did a little internet sleuthing, kind of found the air. He wasn't mentioning the area, but he was mentioning some people and, 
uh, just found our way into that area and started making calls on agents there. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So um, picked some, picked a couple markets. So what was, what's the first, like, how do you do this? How do you, how do you go about doing this distance investing? What, what kind of things do you need to get set up? Yeah. So if, if we're moving into another market now, like we're, we're actively searching for another market and step one is finding multiple agents. Um, the first five agents you talk to aren't really investor friendly agents, even if they say that they are. So you really got to drill down into finding uh, a good source for leads because you have to make offers. You have to get into it, in, in my opinion, uh, right away, you know, where you're not doing the searching for the houses, in, in, in my opinion, to yeah. Uh, focus on making offers, learning the neighborhoods, learning potential ARVs, because that's the if you know that's the whole formula right there. Yeah, uh, works best. So, uh, starting with calling more agents than you would want to probably, and and drilling that down into to one or two that actually will send properties and provide guidance on those neighborhoods. Okay, so that's what you're looking for is ones with they'll send actually send the properties. And I think yeah, send the properties and give some guidance. Yeah, you know. and I think what you're looking for is not you're what you're not looking for is one of those drip down lists where they just, you know, we're gonna anything between this price range and this price range, we're just gonna sell send you everything. You're probably yeah. not looking for that. Yeah, no, no, that that wastes a lot of your time. It takes none of theirs and all of yours, and you know everyone needs to get paid and do, do their part and. Uh, I want to see more specific properties of what we, what here's, here's our business model. Here's what we do. Here's what we're looking for. Here's the ideal. So you should have your absolute ideal uh, situation, present that to people and let them go to try to find those houses that fit into your ideal scenario and then adjust from there. Gotcha. All right. So, you, so you got, uh, you've done some work. I don't know if you're doing this at the same time or you went and found your agent first. Um, but what, what are you looking for next? What's the next part of this? Uh, the next thing is qualified contractors. Um, the, the hope being that some agents or property managers yep. uh, have some insights, some property managers, you call and say, I got a whole book of people. Some yep. property managers call and say, well, I'll bid out to three people. If they're bidding out to three people, they don't have, they don't have any ins with those crews and, and, and you need some ins to push some buttons and to move your projects along. So second step is where are you going to find people to get the work done? Who's going to do the work? I got someone to send me properties. Who's going to do the work and how are they going to check on this stuff? And that, 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 that's, that's the part two of it. Okay. What do you mean by check on the stuff? Like just to verify the contractor did the work? Yeah. So you want to set up, there's um. Uh, there's a, there's an app called company cam. It was set up for contractors or, you know, contractors with a lot of crews where maybe the owner of, I learned about it from a roofing company guy. Yeah. He's not driving around all day, but after the day, his guys just go into this company cam app and just take pictures of the work in that folder. And it just uploads. It takes everyone no more than a couple of minutes. So we get that done independently, not from the contractor. Yeah. Uh, we get it done independently. It works for, you know, the guy that owns the roofing company, but for us, we're looking for a little independent and it's real simple. You don't have to do Dropbox links and all that other stuff. Sending, you know, more than three pictures in a Gmail, uh, you can't do. So it, it, it works. 
Okay. No, that's good. So you got your contractor, you got a contract, someone to verify the contractor. You got a real estate agent. Uh, what else is left? When I started investing in the U.S., I did it by myself and had to go through the growing pains of doing that. GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. A 12-week coaching program done one hour per week over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Classes are kept to five people to be able to answer everyone's questions. Shortcut the process. Make fewer mistakes. Curriculum available at GlennSutherland.com slash coaching. Uh, you know, hopefully you want to make a connection with a title guy. Um, what I've learned is as our business has gotten larger, yeah. the title person becomes so crucial when you're doing multiple closings in a week or multiple closings in a month, that guy, that person really keeps it organized for you. So you want to touch base with a title person to find out, you know, depending on how you're buying these, we're buying all cash using private lenders. We want to get our title company in contact with potential lenders so that everyone knows the process is smooth and done in a you know, really above board manner. Okay. Off, off basis question, this has popped in my head. When you're working with these private lenders, do you get them to go direct to title or do they send the money to you and then you send it into title? Direct to title. So um, other than a few, all of our private lenders I've never sat across a table from. So uh, it's everything funnels through the title company. And then depending how we structure it, the rehab money might be coming directly into our account yeah. or being done as a draw separately from title, but everything gets closed, it's closed through title hundred percent of the time. No, that's nice, nice and clean too. Cause then whenever you go to sell, actually, I never even asked you what your business was, but if you were doing a flip and you were going to sell it at the end, then the title could split it up and send out their money back to them. Each person. Exactly. It's, it's just another piece of the puzzle. You want to be clean, easy, simple, and as uninvolved as possible. Uh, let them do their work, their job, and everyone stays happy. And it's just it's a smooth, clean transaction when you're doing it that way. Yeah. It's very interesting. There's there's so many different ways to skip that cat. Oh my goodness! <laughs> you know, a lot of times I like to try to bring it in my own bank account and then uh, go through. Then it shows like you know for coming from the right company because otherwise the title company's like has to look for that amount and and everything else too. Right. So we 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 got some advice against that um, for okay. tax reasons. Whether that person was right or wrong, it made sense to us, and that's when we said, okay, well we'll just do it this way 100% of the time yep. and how that money is getting accounted for back into our account. It's a loan. It's, it's, it's trackable. It's the whole thing. We're not paying tax. I don't have to prove out that that's not income. Um, a year and a half after I bought the property. So, you know, an accountant says, well, Hey, what's that? And I'm like, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> do you, uh, do you register your loans or you just leave them as uh, promissory notes? Uh, they are they are registered loans. They're recorded mortgages okay. and and notes with a with a personal guarantee. So it's it's three sections of of paper. That makes sense. And that makes sense the way you're doing it too. Then also because they're going to send it straight in, like just like a lender would. Right? Yeah, the just lender. just like a lender would. Yeah, and that and that's how we talk to everybody. You want you know you're the lender. You're you're the top of the food chain. You're going to deal with the title guy and this is how it's going to go. And they get named on the additionally insured 
the insurance for the property, the insurance for the title, uh, the amount of the loan is on the title, uh, everything. So it's um, no questions down the line about anything. <laughs> yeah, no. And I guess ours is a little bit of a different business. Usually my partners are equity partners. So it's a little different. Okay. They're part of the company. Yeah. So yeah, potato, potato. Yeah, different ways. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, yeah there'd be, a, if we were doing equity partners, there'd probably be a totally different way to, to, to do this uh, efficiently than, than how we're doing it. But everyone's a debt, debt oh, partner. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And there's usually more money in, in taking debt partners than equity partners. Oh, actually, yeah. I, I would say there always is. <laughs> yeah, there always is. You know, we've looked at a lot of deals where we wanted to bring people in as as an equity, you know, larger stuff, 25 unit, 20 unit, and just never just never panned out. Yeah. Would like to do it. <laughs> okay. So what else about this? Uh, do you have more additional people to add to your team or well, tell me more about this distance investing? Yeah, so the property manager becomes your best friend. Um, you know, we're above 110 units, so we we talk to our property manager almost every day. If oh, wow. not every day, it feels uh, a little bit off, only because we're still buying a lot and we have a lot of projects, and they're helping to oversee a lot of it. Okay. Um, so our property manager that that that's a big big step in the process. It's the last step. Um, if you're lucky, we have found property managers who are the, the agent, the GC, and the property managers. So there is a ton of skin in the game from them. Yeah. You know, full well knowing I'm 800 miles away. Like I can't just pop in. Uh, so having someone that does all of it and has all that skin in the game is, is, is a big plus if you can find someone that's like that or a company that has that set up. Yeah, that would definitely be a huge advantage. And yeah, maybe you got one point of contact for buying, renovating, and uh, getting it rented out. You got one person. And I'll talk to that one person all day long on, you know, the work that they're doing for us, you know, being, being out of state. Yeah. And you, so you just said 800 miles away. And that, that's talking about Alabama. Depending on where you're investing in Pennsylvania, it could be a and where you live in New Jersey, uh, it could be a pretty short drive, right? For those it ones. It could be. It could be. We have one property in Pennsylvania that we can drive to. Yeah. Uh, so we do. We do. I mean, we're way more involved in this one property than probably the other 109 uh, collectively. Uh, but yeah, all our Pennsylvania stuff is a six-hour drive, which isn't not doable. We've done that you know, many times to... Uh, check in, show face, you know, meet, meet people, take some people out to lunch, dinner, you know, play the, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're building a company and you need people on your side. So. Yeah. And do you see any like advantages or disadvantages compared to the ones that are six hours away compared to the ones that you can drive to? Well, the huge uh, advantage is the contractor knows you're nearby and the people on your team know that you're nearby, right? It's, it's mental, no matter how, uh, invested they are into your project and how good of a relationship uh, human beings are human beings and uh, knowing that we're also can bring supplies so uh, we, we ran something up a couple weeks ago yeah uh, just went to the store bought it and he's like I, I can't get it I can't get it yeah um, I don't have it it didn't come with the delivery you know is there anything you can do and yeah yeah I went to the store and bought it and drove an hour and a half out an hour and a half home um yeah. The downside is you're going to get a call that they're going to need help with uh, you bringing stuff out there. Uh, I can't get that call anywhere else. So um, <laughs> it really depends on 
the business model you want to work and the business model that you want to have yep. for, for your business. So yep. there's no, there's no one way or better than the other. I'd like more of them to be closer. Um, I think I'd have, when I lived in Alabama, driving for dollars, you know, on a lazy Sunday afternoon, nothing going on, go driving for dollars. That was a lot of fun. Go walking open houses. That was a lot of fun. Um, didn't necessarily contribute to the cause, but it, Get you a little bit more involved in the business. You'll you'll you have a much better feel of the neighborhoods too because you've been. It takes well, you two seconds to get an idea of a neighborhood. You know, you go driving for dollars for a couple of days, and you know exactly what's going on. Now, getting into a neighborhood, or um, you know, we're, we're we're looking at some some Cleveland markets, and just getting the list of the do's, the don'ts, where you don't buy, where you go. It's just yeah. a number on a piece of paper, and it takes a lot of time. Uh, for me, at least, for us, we want to be. We don't throw darts in the dark. You know, we want to be precision and, and take a lot of time to vet neighborhoods and areas where if you live there or you can drive there, you just drive around, you know, you pick up real quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of good things in that, what you just said. And even still for me, whenever I uh, used to do uh, renovations locally, I would, uh, I'd be there helping and doing stuff. And right. uh, by investing in the States, it's, right. uh, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't have to do that. I'm like a, a paper pusher and a people organizer. Right. And it's you, got, like, you got to find your strengths. Uh, our, our, you got to find the high dollar activity and the way that I can keep those contractors working and everyone on my team making money is following my strength. My strength is uh, making offers and raising money. And that part of our business, I need to be doing that, uh, as much as possible versus if I'm swinging a hammer, there's a lot of problems that have just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yeah. Something's went really bad. Yeah, uh, something's gone really bad. If I got a hammer in my hand somewhere, that's, that's, that's a lot of red lights going off. <laughs> well, same with me. That means I've driven all the way down, but yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I haven't even been down there to uh, visit my, any of my projects in, I think, um, like I've been down to the States. I was down there last month and I'm going down again this month, but not to the same markets where my properties are more for right. more for conferences or entertainment. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's just, it's just, a, it's, a, it's just a different mind shift. I, shift. I get, a, I get questioned a lot. Like, how do you own properties and you've never been to them? You've never seen them. And it's, you know, I got really trusted people and we look at a lot of photos and, um, it, yeah. it, it's it's just a mind shift. I mean, walking a property is not it's not a, that exciting. It's rather anticlimactic yeah. when you're walking through a house. It takes you five six minutes to walk through a house that you're gonna you know be repairing or mid repair. There's not a lot of excitement. Yeah. Excitement is getting more offers in and, and and buying more houses. And an inspector or a contractor does a better job of looking at houses than I do. One hundred percent. And we, know, we they get, know this better than I do. Yeah. Everything we purchase has two contingencies, a contractor walkthrough and an inspector walkthrough. They are going to know significantly more than me ever walking through a property, seeing joists and, 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 and the specialized parts of contracting. Yeah, yeah we're going to rip out all those walls. Okay, great. Well, you know, does it need electrical? How are the mechanicals? What do you see on the roof? I don't know. I'm not trying to know. So everything we buy has those contingencies. And, and if there's a, enough red flags from those two people, you know, we don't buy the property. We, we, we back out. Yeah. Um, 
Did we get through all the teams? I was just thinking about this in my head. Did we get through? Um, you know, you got the you got the agent, yeah, you know, property manager, you got the contractor, title, which which does not get enough love in the real estate investing world. Yeah. Uh, I talk to him all the time, um, keeping on schedule, especially when you're using private lenders. Yeah. You, know, you, you gotta get your dates of your closings. You you you've got there's a lot of things to track and a lot of things to stay on top of, and and, and the title guy. Uh, doesn't get enough love in the real estate investing world. They don't. And like a good title agent, like I've had some of them where they are good at even checking previous uh, transactions that have done by other title companies. And I've seen them yeah. sometimes come back and say like two transactions ago, um, the wife signed, but I looked up and the wife was married and the husband never signed. So, you know, there could be a clouded title two transactions back. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've, we've dropped some deals that have gone through the whole process, but the title guy says we, we can't offer title insurance on this because of A, B, and C. And the attorneys on the other side are saying, well, don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll take care of that later. And, and, you know, someone said that to me as an investor, okay, you know, maybe, but I'm going with this guy. Yeah. And what, later, you know, they don't have, once they're paid, people, contractors, everybody work, their motivation is the money. Once they're paid, they're not motivated to finish these things. Yeah. You're, you're probably better to extend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and on that note, it's, it's anyone listening to this that might be new into business. Uh, the big note of everyone's in it for the money. Don't let anyone convince you. Otherwise, uh, this is a money game for everybody involved. So, yeah. Yeah. You're not running a charity. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not running a charity. And, and, and the, the challenge is uh, everyone's kind of got their hand out to the guy buying the house. Right. And, uh, you know, sometimes you just can't work with people or you, you got to question things or uh, we were rolling, scrolling through finished photos the other day of a project that's been complete has a renter, but found a bunch of stuff on that item on that checklist that did not get done by the contractor. You know, nothing major, small, small things, you know, I didn't change the outlets, didn't change the uh, outlet covers, you know, just things that they do help like, make it you know, pop a little nicer though. Yeah. Well, we paid for it, right? We paid for it. And you know, the inspector walks in and we want him to, we don't want him to say, well, this is a lips, not the inspector, the appraiser. Yeah. We don't want it to seem like a lipstick rehab. We, 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 we want it to have those extra detailed items. Yeah. Do you have someone else then? Uh, I guess you have that app to view, to have someone check their stuff over. Yeah. So that, that app is good for as it's going. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of projects going. So, so things like outlet covers, we will miss like in real time sometimes, and then yeah. catch up with it a little bit later on. And yeah, we have, our agent and they're doing walkthroughs and updating into our Dropbox uh, regularly. Cool. And what, what does your typical project look at? Like, I know you just mentioned renters. So it looks, sounds like you're keeping these. Yeah, we, we, we keep everything. Um, okay. Very, very rare. Will we flip a house and, and just, just not own it? Cause if we can flip it, we can refi and keep the, you know, tax-free money anyway. Right. Uh, you know, typical deals is 15 to 20 in rehab. Uh, 100,000 ARVs, you know, re re refinancing it out and trying to get every single dollar back as possible yep. and just, keep, you know, keep it going. Sometimes you get the whole thing. Sometimes you get most of it and sometimes you get a little of it, but either way, you got a house. <laughs> Someone's paying the rent.
Yeah, I love that strategy too. I do a lot of that too. I started mixing in some flips, but I've I did I've done a lot of that exact exact strategy trying to get the yeah. make sure you buy with the ARV over hundred. Would yeah, love to flip more easy. properties. It's it's just in the markets we're in. It's not they're not there. There's it's just not there. So uh, that's one in some of the new markets we're looking at. We're, we're we're hoping to see if there's a little bit more inventory for some flips. Okay. Well, I, I, I still have some stuff down in Huntsville myself. And okay, nice. The, the property values are doubled or tripled from four years ago. And yeah, that's where I'm now thinking of even selling some. That's when, when you say you keep everything. I'm like, well, I guess you just do a second refinance on them or, or do you just let it sit there, all the equity that's in those properties? I mean, right now we've just been letting it sit there. Um, we, we don't have a big need for that equity, you know, we, yeah. we buying, we're buying everything with private lenders. We've got a really solid group of them. Yeah. Uh, we haven't had that need to tap into that equity yet, but you know, one day in my life, I will own a mobile home park and I don't know when that day will come, but <laughs> I want one. I've been trying to buy one. Maybe, maybe the equity use will be, be towards that one day. <laughs> All right. What else do I need to know about uh, remote investing? Um, remote investing is, 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 is just a mind shift that you don't need to be there. You don't add as much value as you might think that you do. Uh, your value needs to be, if you're building a real estate portfolio and a business into finding people who can make you a lot of offers and, and managing a team and not the, the work and not being, um, you got to let go. You, you know, that's, that's, that's the big part. There's got to be a let go of some control yeah and that's the hardest part in, in the out-of-state real estate investing you got a lot on the line you got a lot of money on the line there's a lot of people got their hopes and dreams wrapped up into your hopes and dreams and you know you got to learn to just manage your business let go and uh make a ton of offers and and, and just be active be aggressive be aggressive with your offers and don't feel bad i don't feel i used to feel so bad making these ridiculous offers until some people started taking them. I'm like, all right, well, well then it's not a ridiculous offer. They, no, they said, not. okay, it's just the, the, the asking price was ridiculous. My offer wasn't ridiculous. And um, yeah, no, yeah. Get, get your, get, get it to where you're making a lot of offers and, 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 and financing deals. I love it, Garrett. Um, people wanted to track you down, know anything about your company or, um, anything about you or how to find you? How would they do so? Yeah, so we have a really, uh, we, we think it's a cool newsletter. We put it out once a month. You can sign up for it at National Property Group. What we're putting in that is uh, all stages of our business. So we'll, we'll, we'll post houses that we just bought, uh, houses that we refied, houses in, in mid, uh, you know, mid rehab. And, and, and we briefly talk about it. So it's just if you're in the real estate game and you want to follow along what an active real estate company kind of looks like and, and, and what we're doing, uh, nationalpropertygroup.com. And then there's just a simple newsletter sign up and we just we send one a month uh, of from the previous month and what's going on. So um, I would say that's that that's the best way to kind of follow along National Property Group. And then all our contact information is in there and on the website. That's awesome. Well, Thank you for coming on the show, Garrett. Um, yeah, once, thank like, you. 
lots of value. There was lots of lots of takeaways, especially for my audience who are most they're planning to all be they either are or are planning to be remote investors. So yeah. a lot yeah. of a lot of stuff there. Yeah, appreciate you having me.